Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Glory. We put a few miles on our vehicle and and it's good to be good to be back. We were in upstate New York and I looked at the map. We had two scheduled events in upstate New York a week apart. And I looked at the map. I said, well, you know, we're shorter to go to Maine than to come back to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so we went up to Maine and then we went back to New York and then we went back to Maine. But uh, it's good. We have a good church here. God's doing wonderful things. And it's good to be with believers, with people of like precious faith. Praise God. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just thrilled to be here tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got some prayer requests. And uh, so we just want to thank God uh, for these Amen. and for others that have been submitted. And, uh, you know, the Bible encourages us. Colossians 4.2, one of the passages of scripture that was up as we came in this evening and it says continue earnest earnestly in prayer being vigilant in it with thanksgiving what a great exhortation that is the bible says be vigilant in it you know not haphazard not uh you know i'm going to try it if my boat's sinking amen no, no, but he says, you know, be vigilant in it at all times. And I, th- I think there's many privileges that uh, God has graciously given to us that um, we don't fully take advantage of. Amen. Uh, and, the, and the Bible reminds us not to be forgetful of all of his promises. The word of God says, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul. Uh, and forget not all of his benefits. Forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all thine iniquities and who heals all thy diseases. Amen. So God doesn't want us to be negligent, nor does he want us to be forgetful of, uh, of all that belongs to us. Our rights and privileges that we have in Christ Jesus. And, you know, he paid such a a tremendous price to make them available to us. And and, uh, so uh, let's just set ourselves in agreement with all of the requests that have been handed in. Thanksgiving for things that he's done. You know, the, the Bible says lifting up holy hands, praying. So let's just lift our hands up. Lord, we come before you. And Lord, we thank you that it is our privilege uh, to bring request. You said, let your request be made known to God in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let our request be made known and the peace of God will, will guard our hearts and our minds. And so, Lord, first of all, we want to thank you for all the answered prayers that we've received. 
Father, we want to thank you for all that you've done, all the graces that you have bestowed so freely upon us because you paid such an, a terrible cost that they could be made available to us. And Lord, we thank you. God, we lift up our nation. Thank you, Father, for our president. Thank you for what you're doing in our nation. Lord, your word says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And so, Lord, thank you that we can pray for our nation. That, uh, Lord, the hand and the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And so, Lord, thank you that you're guiding and you're directing. Father, thank you that no weapon formed against our nation will stand in Jesus' name. God, thank you that for a great move of your spirit across our nation, Father, stirring up hearts, Father, shaking and causing people, Father, to to come alive, Father, and take their place and take their position in the body of Christ. God, thank you for it. Father, for the specific requests that have been handed in for those in need of healing, Father, for direction, whatever the need is, Father, for marriages being restored and healed, Father, for children coming back home. In the name of Jesus, devil, take your hand off of our families, off of God's property, in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that you're working, that your angels are are going, roaming to and fro and bringing in the harvest. And, And Lord, for all of this, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' wonderful, matchless name. Everybody said... Amen. Praise God. Well, uh, what I'd like to do uh, this evening is share with you just some things that uh, I have from my own personal devotion time. And you know, we all ought to have time alone with God. We all need that. I think uh, we live in a, in a uh, society where we're always looking for convenience and nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean, I appreciate things that make life easier. But nobody can vicariously live our Christian life for us. We're, we're, all, we're all responsible, amen, to exercise our own faith. Now, you know, God lets uh, people carry us when we first come to faith. I mean, you know, God is so gracious and he's so wonderful. He brings people along and he helps us along. And you know, it's no different than raising children. You know, they don't, you know, start uh, taking the school bus by themselves, you know, two weeks after they're born or, you know, it takes time to grow. And, and in that process, they need a little help. Praise God. They need a little assistance. You know, somebody's got a spoon, feed them. Somebody's got to clean their dirty diapers and, you know, and, and God is very gracious with us because he wants to give us time to grow. He wants to give us time to grow, but we can't stay children, spiritual children forever. That's not, you know, that's not uh, to our advantage. You know, it's not to our advantage and it certainly is not to the advantage of uh, building God's kingdom. You know, because 
because there's, there's work to be done. And, um, but at any rate, I think having, having that personal one-on-one time with the Lord is so, so important because in that time, you know, you can hear from God for yourself. You can hear from God for yourself. God wants to speak to you. He, he wants you to learn and to know his voice. He wants you to, you know, it's okay to uh, have a pastor or have someone who is, uh, you know, ahead of you spiritually. And I think we, we all need mentors. But it's, there's no substitute for learning uh, by being in God's presence and being alone with him. And, you know, uh, and we've all, I trust, have had the experience where we're reading a scripture you know, we've, we've set some time aside and we're reading and all of a sudden it's like, it just pops out and it's like, that's exactly what I need. You know, and you know that was the Lord speaking to you. I mean, you can't put a price tag on how precious and how valuable that is. It's critical. It's critical. Because, you know, we ought not to always be saying, well, you know, so-and-so says, uh, you know, such and so, you know, pastor so-and-so says, or such and such a person says, you know, we ought to be able to say, you know, the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord, I, I heard heaven. God spoke this to me. Because that's what builds a solid foundation, an unshakable foundation in our life. So what I've, what I've, uh, so what I'm going to share with you is just some things I got in my own personal time. So I'm going to, let them spill over and share with you tonight. And, uh, but, uh, and so let me just tell you what, what I do. You know, it's just something that works for me. I have a, I have a little uh, plan that I use that takes me through uh, different sections of the Bible. And, uh, and, and I go through, and if I get through, there's seven different sections of the Bible. If I get through all seven of them, very seldom do I anymore uh, because I get bogged down <laughs> and I'm writing things and whatever. But, um, but as I go through this, uh, it's amazing that many times something I'll read in one area will, will be right along the same lines as in a different area. And it's a completely different area of the Bible. And, and it's like, wow, that's really amazing. God, you're saying something, you know. And, and so uh, this is something that, that I got in my own personal time with the Lord. And what I've, what I've entitled it is get into his presence. Get into his presence. And, uh, you know, we sang that tonight. Let us become more aware of your presence, you know. And so I want to talk a little bit about that this evening. So uh, Brother Paul's here tonight, and he does this better than I do, but I'm going to do this anyway because it's such a good exercise. So hold your Bible up. And, and um, the reason we do this is because it reminds us. Every time we make this confession of faith, it reminds us that these things that we're saying are true. Amen. Amen. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight, my mind is alert. Tonight, my mind is alert. 
My heart is open. And I'm ready to receive the incorruptible, ever-living, unchangeable Word of God. Having heard God's Word, I'll never be the same. Never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Doesn't that feel good? (laughs) All right. Now, this evening... uh, I, I thought another thing, I, I realized that uh, uh, Rich is not here. I didn't realize we'd have some sound help, but that's okay. That's not a problem. I thought it would be good if we go to our Bibles and find the place that I'm going to read from. <laughs> you know, isn't that a novel idea? Oh, my God. Because I thought, you know, I'm thinking... I'm thinking, you know, it's good to have some helps, but I think sometimes, you know, it's good to know where to find things in the Bible. Amen. You know, it used to be people would have Bibles, man. They'd have, I mean, every color in the rainbow, underlined and highlighted and marked over and whatever. And, you know, you just, you know where to find things. It's right under that coffee stain, you know, and, and, uh, but, uh, but anyway, if, uh, with, if would you go with me tonight to the book of Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, Numbers. And I want to go to Numbers chapter 7 and verse number 49. Numbers chapter 7, excuse me, Numbers chapter 7 and verse 89. Numbers 7 and 89. And again, we're talking about getting into his presence. And I'm going to begin to read. I'm reading out of the New King James, so I'm not sure what translation you may have. But at any rate, uh, I'm going to begin. It says, Now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, He heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony from beneath the two cherubim. Thus, he spoke to him. Let me read it one more time. Now, when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to meet with him, or that is with God, He heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubim. Thus he spoke to him. Now, that really caught my attention when I read that passage because here's Moses having a one-on-one meeting with God. How powerful is that? And... uh, And this was at the completion of the tabernacle. And they had, uh, before we get to verse uh, 89, we read through the whole chapter and it gives where God gave instructions on how to create the tabernacle. And notice it's called here the tabernacle of meeting. It's always been the heart of God uh, to be close to his 
his created beings, human beings. And, and, and so here, God has instructed them how to create a tabernacle of meeting. And there was preparation that was done, certain preparation that was done. There were offerings that were brought unto the Lord, and uh, there were certain things that, that uh, they, they needed to do in preparation, sacrifice and obedience. And uh, there was a God-appointed place where God said, I want to meet with you. And one of the things that I drew out of this as I read this is, you know, God wants us to have an appointed place where we can meet with him. I think one of the, one of the problems that we have today with everything so fast and so busy is life can get hectic, but we've got to, we've got to find a time that this is the time I'm going to meet with God. You know, I, I think, we, honestly, I think we try to dumb things down too much for people today. We say, you know, you don't have to do any praying on your own. You come to church, we'll put all the scripture. You don't even have to, you know. And I, I think we're, we lose something. You know, I think we try to make it so easy that people are really losing out because they lose the depth of the kind of relationship that God wants to have with each and every one of us. And, 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 and so, so uh, th- God directed them to have a tabernacle of meeting. I, I remember years ago, there was some uh, old-time uh, Pentecostal folk that were part of our church here and visited them at, at their home. And, you know... I, it really impressed me when I went to visit with them because they had a little altar at their home. You know, they, they had, I mean, all, it, was, it was their special spot. You know, it was like a, a, a little separate room and they'd go in there and they would pray in there. I mean, they took this admonition seriously. And I think we all need to, you know... It, you say, well, you know, that's Old Testament stuff. No, 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 Jesus. That's how Jesus lived his life. You know, the Bible says they, that he arose early. And the disciples, they went, you know, they went looking for him and they found him and he was in prayer. He was getting his assignment. He, he was coming into the Father's presence. And, and it was there that he received instruction for him. And, and uh, you know, uh, God doesn't love us less, but I think, uh, you know, if we, if we forego this invitation that he's making for us, he doesn't love us less, but we uh, receive less than what we could. Uh, and, 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 and I think, you know, like we were saying earlier here, you know, forgetting not all of his benefits. You know, God always wants to do exceeding above and beyond what we could ask or think or imagine, you know. And our, the world's always working on our minds for us, you know, to, for us to back up, to back up and back off and, and, and not take hold. And God's always saying, come in, take hold, you know, grab a hold and forget not all of the benefits. 
Now I'm preaching to the choir tonight. You know what I mean by that. <laughs> Wednesday night group that's in here. So, you know, uh, I'm just encouraging all of us. I'm just, I'm just sharing with you what God has uh, encouraged me with. Because in my own personal time, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, yeah, this, that's, why, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because it, it's, it's so important. And so there was a God-ordained, appointed meeting place. Uh, do you have such a place? I'm not saying you've got to have a separate you know, closet, but it wouldn't be bad. You know, do you have a place where you meet with God? You know, do you have a, a place that, uh, that, that uh, or time, you know, that some, some people are night people. Some people are morning people. But it's just so easy. It's so easy for time to slip by. You know, I will, I'll get with God when I get around to it. Do any of you ever get around to it? You know, we should make some round piece of cardboard, put to it on it, you know. I think we should hand them out to people. Everybody's got around to it. But... um, but God, but look what look what look what it says here, and the tabernacle of meaning to speak with him. He heard the voice of one speaking to him. He heard the voice of one speaking to him. See when when we follow this pattern of coming aside, you know, and and you know it might take a while to develop that because you know the first time you. You begin this discipline, you think, oh, geez, I didn't do this. I forgot this. Oh, I'm supposed to get my this done today or whatever. And it's a matter of learning to discipline and shut those things off. Maybe, maybe one thing that would be helpful is take a yellow pad. I love yellow pads. I'm kind of an old timer now because, you know, everything's electronic. But I just love these. I'm, I'm sure Paul's in my boat here also. He's, he's, he's even further behind here because I use a pen. He probably uses a pencil. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, when you, get, when you get alone to be with the Lord, have a, have a piece of paper and a pencil and something comes to your mind, write it down. You know, that's, it's not being unspiritual. You know, God's not going to say, oh, how current. No, write it down. You know, because sometimes when you just by by virtue of, of sitting quietly, uh, stuff begins to come to your remembrance. So if you write it down, you're not going to be sitting there thinking, oh, I don't want to forget this or that or whatever. You've written it down. You've written it down. And and uh, and as you as you begin this practice of of getting before the Lord. And, uh, you know, you will, it will become a more natural feeling to you. And, and so God met with him and he heard the voice of the Lord speaking to him above the mercy seat. Now, I love that. God spoke to him from above the mercy seat. You know, a lot of, um, a lot of people uh, live in fear of God because they don't really know God. One of the... I'm going to do a book, and, and I'm doing some of the preliminary work for it now. 
the names of God. It's going to be his great name because all of the different names of God uh, help us to better understand his multifaceted, uh, all the dimensions of who he is. You know, if I were to say to you, give me one term that fully describes you, probably none of us here would be able to do that. You know, you, you could say, well, I'm a mother or, you know, I'm a, I like to garden. Or but any, any single term that you would use would just, would just you know, give a, a, a shadow of a part of you, a small segment of who you are as a, as a full human being. Well, how much more for God? You know, how, how, how with one term are we going to understand the fullness of God, his, his character, his nature? I mean, even in speaking of Jesus prophetically, it says, his name shall be called Wonderful, uh, Counselor, the, the Mighty God, the, the Prince of Peace. I mean, you could go on and on and on. And because one word is not enough to fully uh, describe his fullness. And, and, uh, and so God spoke uh, to him from above the mercy seat. You know, that tells me, that tells me one thing about God. You know, we've got, we've got God comes through the mercy seat in, in his relationship to, with us. Isn't that powerful? You know, the mercy, you know, we, we don't stand before him in fear of a God of judgment who's just wanting to extract, you know, anger and vengeance on us. He, he spoke to him through that mercy seat, through, through the mercy seat. Uh, go with me. You can keep your finger there in, uh, well, no, I don't think we're going to go back to numbers. But if you go with me to Hebrews chapter 7, in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number um, verse number 25. Hebrews 7 25. Are you there? Okay, therefore he is able, also able to save to the uttermost. And I'll tell you what, he's able to take you all away. Those who come to God through him, since he, is always, he always lives to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. So Jesus is our mercy seat. When we come to God, when we come to God through Jesus, all all of of who Jesus is, holy, harmless, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners. We come to to God through Jesus, you know, we got this, this filter, in a manner of speaking, for our, our humanity, for, for our 
personal uh, transgressions and sins or whatever. And God looks at us when we come to him through Jesus. And God says, I see no fault. You know, he's not, he, I see no fault. And, and this is why the teaching of the word of God is so important because so many people still, you know, live with a, with a fear or uh, a feeling that God is just looking at me judgmentally. God looks at us. He comes to meet with us through the mercy seat. But that's why we need to know to go there. Because, you know, when we're trying to figure it out on our own and grapple through all of this, and we don't know any of this, we're all over the place. That's why the teaching of God's word is so important. You know, because God says, when you meet with me, I'm going to meet you at this point. I'm going to meet you at the place of the mercy seat. And Jesus is our mercy seat. So when we come to God through Jesus, the Bible says, come boldly. And boldly doesn't mean arrogantly. It means without a sense of of condemnation or fear. It it means to come with a sense of confidence because because of the merits of everything Jesus did for us. God's not looking at, you know, where you messed up yesterday or last week or two years ago. No, no, the Bible says, let us, let's go forward. Let's move, let's go ahead. You know, let's, let's come boldly into this throne of grace that you might find grace to help in time of need. And God says, listen, come get into his presence. Come to the place of, of meeting with him. Oh, it's so important. It's so, so, so important. I know that, any major uh, times when we've needed a direction or, or we've needed, uh, you know, to, to, to have, to hear from heaven, just that time of separation, hearing from God uh, has come about as, you know, the Bible says, through desire, a, a man or a person separating themselves intermingles with all of wisdom. So we we have got to, Come to that point, that meeting place with God. Come to a, a meeting place with him. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10. Just flip the page over. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 16. And this is, this is such a powerful, powerful passage right here. Hebrews 10, 16 and... Uh, I'm going to read uh, through verse 23. But this, this is speaking of the covenant that we have with God today. And here's what God says of this covenant. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. He's talking about today. You know, we're not living during Moses' time where he had a physical tabernacle and there was the physical Ark of the Covenant. No, the, the, um, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, the mercy seat, uh, God comes and lives. He says, I'll take up residence inside of you. And he says here in verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds I will write them. And then, he's, then he adds, verse 17, their sins 
and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. <laughs> I mean, is that powerful or what? God says, I'm not remembering them. Now, the devil likes, the devil likes to pull your old file. I mean, he's good at that. That's what he likes to do. He likes to pull that old file, pull it out of your memory. Oh, you remember this? You remember that, you know? I mean, if he can get, if he can keep you stuck in that vicious downward spiral, he'll, he's got you defeated. See, the only tool that he has is ignorance. God says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's why this is a teaching church. That's why it's a teaching church. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You've got to, you've got to, to know the word of God. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's why the word, knowing the word is so important. And, and so he says here, this is the covenant, verse 16, I'll make after those days. I'll put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I'll write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Wow. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. That's why we don't, uh, that's why Jesus, he's not going back to the cross. He said, it is finished. Amen. It is done. The New Testament is fully in force. And as a result of it, verse 19 says, therefore, therefore, what is therefore for? It's there because of what God has done. Because he's dealt with the sin issue. Because now we come to him through the mercy seat. Therefore, brethren, having boldness, and that word boldness, it literally means confidence. Confidence. You know, we ought to have a sense of confidence. It, this is the assurance that we have. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we know that we have the petitions they were asked of him, glory be to God. I feel like shouting tonight. I feel like running around tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank God for the word. Right. Amazing. God says, come and meet with me. Come and meet with me. Because he wants to show us things. He wants to remind us of things. I wish I had more time this evening and uh, maybe next week then I will, I will get into that uh, and to help us to understand why it is so critically important. But let's look here. Let me read through. Um, Yeah, verse number 19. Therefore, brethren, I'm in Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness or confidence to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, 
a new and living way. So Moses, we see the pattern that God had established for Moses back then. But, you know, that, that was a long time ago. And, uh, and that, was a, that, that was a type. It was a shadow. It typified the kind of relationship that God wants us to have because we saw a physical mercy seat that was there and so on and so forth. Uh, but that time has passed. Now there's a new way, but, but those same principles, those same principles are there. We come to God through the mercy seat and, and, and Jesus, Jesus is the, is the mercy seat. And, and so, and, and it calls it here in verse 20, a new and a living way. So I don't have to go to Jerusalem or I don't have to go to Sinai or wherever Moses was. I don't, I don't have to go, you know, I can, I can do it right here. We can do it right here. Hallelujah. It's a living way. We're not, we're not constrained by, by uh, geography. Wherever we are, praise God, we can come into his presence in a new and a living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, having a high priest over the house of God. Listen, verse 22. Let us draw near. God says, come near, come near to me. One of the things that grieves me. And again, you know, this is a teaching church. We help people. You know, the entrance of God's word brings light and understanding. It brings confidence. You know, now that we're doing more traveling, you know, and I, you get to observe things at different places and you can tell people that have been taught people that have not been so taught, you know. But uh, we are, we, we are, we've been educated in the word of God. And, and, and God says, come draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he is faithful who promised. Praise God. So our time is, is just about up tonight, but I'd like for us just to, let's just practice a little bit. Could you all stand with me tonight? And, and uh, we're, we're in his presence here tonight. And God has said to us, I want for you to draw near to me. I want you to draw near to me. So let's do that tonight. You know, how do we do that? Well, one of the ways, one of the ways that I find is helpful is, is you know, when I lift my hands, it's, it's a, a way of reaching out toward him, but it also is a way of me surrendering myself. And so, and then by acknowledging who he is, praise God. So let's just lift our hands and, Let's just, just tell him tonight, praise God, that, that you love him. Lord, we bless you tonight. God, we are so appreciative tonight that we have the privilege of coming before you tonight, Lord. And Lord, we can stand before you 
because of the precious blood of Jesus, the most precious gift that was ever given to this world. For God so loved the world, you gave your only begotten son. And Jesus, you shed your blood so that we could be clean, so that we could be made right, so that we could be released from a sense of sin and condemnation and shame so that our sins you would no longer remember. Oh God, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. We bless you tonight, Lord. We honor you tonight. We thank you, Lord. We get to live in this new covenant. We get to come before you in a new and living way. And Lord, you'll not push us back, but Lord, you beckon us to come, come, bring our petitions, bring our request. And Lord, tonight, thank you, Father. Thank you for what you've already done. Thank you for what you're already doing in our lives. Lord, we pray for our entire church family in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift them up to you tonight. And we pray for them tonight, Lord. God, thank you for direction. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for provision. Father, for those seeking employment, Father, thank you for directing them and giving them great favor. Father, great favor for all of our young people. Thank you, Father. They're giving them direction for their life. You're keeping them safe. In the name of Jesus, we speak life. We speak life. We speak life over our church body. Oh, Father, for this community, for this community, Lord. Thank you, Father, for a move of your spirit. For a hunger, Father, just a hunger coming over people saying, I need, I need God in my life. Father, thank you for giving us utterance, utterance, Father. Thank you, Lord. You said, open thy mouth wide and I'll fill it. Thank you for boldness, Lord, to share your word and to speak your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Father. Oh, we praise you tonight. We honor you tonight, Lord. We bless you tonight. Oh, God, you're so good to us. You're so good to us. We praise you, Lord. We give you the praise and all of the glory and all of the honor. Blessed be thy wonderful name. Blessed be thy wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, before we dismiss tonight, I haven't been here for a while. I wonder if there is anyone here this evening that would say, you know, I, I've never uh, made a decision to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but... Uh, you're not certain of your destiny. You're not sure that if you were to die today that you would go directly to
to heaven and be with Jesus. And I just have on my heart this evening that uh, there'd be no better time than right now to say that prayer. See, it's not by joining a church, but it's by making a decision to receive Jesus. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, shall be saved, shall be saved. And would you bow your heads with me this evening? And I want to just ask tonight if there's anyone here that would say, you know, I've never said that prayer. I'm not certain this evening. Uh, And I want to invite you to say this prayer with me tonight. Say, would you, would you, uh, would you slip your hand up? And I'll be, I'll be my privilege to pray with you. Is anyone here tonight? Say, I want to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Everybody knows you're right with heaven. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Okay. Well, you can look up here. Hallelujah. Does anyone have a physical need in your body tonight? Does anyone have a physical need in your body tonight? Okay. Bob, is there anyone else? Okay. Could we get some folks to lay hands on Bob? The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they doesn't say they might recover says they shall recover so go ahead lay hands on Bob and uh, the, the Bible says if two or more will agree as touching anything it shall be done and so father tonight according to your word we lay hands on our brother Bob in the name of Jesus And according to your word, sickness must go in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and health over his body. Father, thank you. Your word says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so, Lord, you said anything we ask according to your will, we have it. So now we're thanking you for it. We're calling our brother whole and healed from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory. Well, I don't know about you, but I had a good time. (laughs) All right. Let me just uh, agree. Yeah, I got one over here. We're just going to agree if anyone has an offering. To put it in the back. Father, we thank you. You said, give and it shall be given. Good measure, shaken together, running over, shall man give into our bosom. Thank you, Father. This will be a blessing to our church and the work of the ministry. And Father, thank you. You meet every need in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. 
Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.